Stevens. Should we kick things off, Maddie? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, so let's welcome uh, Kate Stevens to the Jump Music Podcast. We have uh, Kate is the uh, 2018 YYC Music Award Female Artist of the Year. Is that correct? Yes, and it is. And one correct. of the CBC uh, uh, Searchlight Standout Artists as well. There's like a whole list of things that you have done and that that uh, you know that you're being recognized for. So thank you for taking time to join us. Hey, no, thanks for having me. Like I'm so excited to be here. And we also recognize uh, that you're a pretty big advocate for youth music in Calgary. And we definitely like to ask you some questions about your experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. That sounds great. So we've got so, a list here. We don't, we don't really have like a format yet. So why don't we just kind of dive right in. Maddie, do you have, uh, why don't you kick things off? For sure. Okay. So first of all, what would be your best advice to musicians that are just starting out? Maybe something you'd like to say to your past self? Um, that's a great, great question. I, I, uh, this is going to sound really awful and cynical to start things off, but get good at handling rejection, um, and celebrate your peers, uh, like strengths and, and, and don't ask yourself, why didn't I that get that gig and stuff? Just kind of think about, um, why you didn't get that gig, but in the most positive light for like, oh, like maybe next time I can work harder on these chords or, or maybe I can work harder on my songwriting and stuff. And, and it'll work. Like being a younger musician in the, in the scene, I definitely found myself having friends who are a little bit older and, and achieving the success that I wanted right now. So just be patient. Um, and I know that a lot of people say that. Um, but yeah, handling rejection well of, of just kind of picking yourself up by your bootstraps and, and, and really taking the time to think about um, how to grow and how to strengthen yourself as an artist. It's hard not to take things personally sometimes, isn't it? You know, oh, yeah. because as artists, you know, you put yourself out there and with your songs, you know, you're you're just really sharing yourself. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that's good advice, Kate. And then and to have a little bit of a thicker skin than you might normally have to have uh, will help for sure. Good, good call. Yeah, it was definitely a, a strange time of like, I remember just starting out and I was about 13 and I was doing farmers markets and stuff. And I had applied for a bunch of venues in the city. And of course they were 18 plus. So I was like, well, why didn't I get those gigs? And then I realized in my brain, I was like, I can't get those gigs. So it'll, <laughs> it'll come. But, um, but yeah, just, just figure I'm, and I'm learning that right now. just kind of being patient and uh, technically going with the flow. If that makes any sense. <laughs> so speaking of uh, gigs, you know, underage gigs or, or, or uh, you know, different kind of venues, what, what shows did you start out doing when you weren't of age to be playing in bars or venues? Yeah, I, uh, I was a regular at the farmer's markets. Um, the sweet beat stage at the, the Kensington uh, Sunnyside Farmer's Market was a huge, huge platform for me and a great kickoff. Um, busking was, was ginormous for me. It kind of had me try out some songs that people were just kind of walking by and they would stop and listen. I'd be like, yeah, that one's a good one. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the Ironwood ha has a great jam uh, on Wednesday nights. They had an open mic that the Ironwood has one of those, uh, classes for their, um, liquor license that they can allow minors and uh, the blues can, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, there was a bunch of uh, places that you really have to seek out. And, and I think that's the most important thing for, for a youth community and music community is find your other people, connect over Instagram, connect over Facebook, however you want to, and uh, ask them where they're going right now. And, and it's kind of hard due to the current circumstances, but um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great places, but I definitely think start out with the open mics. Um, Cafe Koi, of course, is just one of the most 
recognizable and, uh, and one of the best ones for me, at least. That's where I started. Um, my first ever real show was there. So Koi has a special place in my heart. Um, yeah, and I have to say again, just like this, the weather is really great. So I, I definitely recommend doing some curbside stuff, um, mm -hmm. maybe even just playing some backyard sessions with your pals. And, and yeah, that's kind of my words of wisdom. On that. <laughs> that's kind of what, what we can do right now, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. Things are, things are so different that um, maybe there's an opportunity to do something really new and inventive. But the curbside thing is very cool. Exactly. I mean, go on, go on tour in your house. I mean, like, that's what I was going to plan on doing was I was going to host a tour of, hey, this is me in my bathroom. Hey, this is me in my kitchen. Um, <laughs> we're going to do two nights here. So I hope you like, like, just uh, your, your house is an all-age venue. So get, get hip with the Instagram lives and stuff. I think that's a great way to do it right now. So, yeah. <laughs> I also know that a lot of young musicians struggle with, they get asked to play for free or for exposure. And at what point do you think that it's like good exposure? Is there a certain point at which you believe your services should be recognized for a certain rate? Yeah, I um, my, my biggest uh, joke is always musicians can die from exposure. Um, and it's true. I mean, I remember playing shows that I, I, like corporate gigs when I was younger, like probably 15, 16, and, uh, they would just, they would just say, oh, okay, great. You can grab some of the food. And, and that was awesome. And I was like, very cool. Um, I definitely think that, uh, charity work is very important. If it's a charity you align sure. with, um, that I think that you should just totally just participate and, and, and enjoy your time there, uh, make great connections. Um, but I, I think that if it's a, if it's a, if it's a paying show where there's food and drink and stuff, I think that you should be getting paid. Um, and it's hard to negotiate. And I'm finding that now too, especially as a woman in a, in music is, is one of the toughest things to say, no, this is, I need to get paid for this. I need to eat. So, um, yeah, don't be afraid to ask the worst they can say is no. And, um, and I'm learning that now. So yeah. I think that nobody should be paying for it. I mean, playing for exposure. So that's really good idea for you, or sorry, really good advice for younger artists too, because it's a uncomfortable thing to bring up paying, you know, payment. Yeah. And uh, I think maybe the quicker you get used to that being a regular thing or you being more comfortable to ask, the, you know, the better off you'll be. So yeah, good. Okay. Do you feel artists have enough opportunities in the Calgary youth music scene? And if not, what would you most like to change about the youth music scene in Calgary? Oh, that's a great question. Um, for me as an artist, um, I, I don't know if I can just speak for myself here, but I am kind of in like the middle of genres. And I feel like Calgary is a very one genre box. Like we have country, we have all of these other things that are just kind of, you're put in this stream and the country promoters will promote you or the jazz promoters will promote you. And I think that the biggest key for right now in the youth scene is collaboration. So don't be afraid to go to an open mic and if there's someone there who's rapping or if there's someone there who's doing beat stuff and you play the guitar, maybe just ask them what their inspiration was and see if you can co-write because sometimes the best co-writes come out of like the weirdest places and the weirdest inter like genre bending kind of situation. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see way more collaboration and uh, I'd love to see a lot of promoters promoting youth because I think right now the Calgary music scene is um, a little bit older and uh, it has been and um, there are some really great established musicians here, um, but I would love to see more opportunity for youth, um, whether that be um, a lilac festival, say like having an entire youth stage or having another festival like the folk fest and having some kids being able to busk around the festival and um just just opportunities that that would kind of get pushed to the side 
um, if it were, you know, not in the middle of a global pandemic, but <laughs> um, right now, I think that I think that collaboration is key and um, and writing is king right now. Like if you if you enjoy doing covers, find a singer songwriter on Instagram, uh, reach out to them, say, hey, I'm looking up about writing here. Here's some songs that I've started. Like, don't be afraid um, of, of reaching out because some of my songs when I was a little bit younger are not the best. Um, I'm just going to say that I've grown definitely as a, as a musician. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that, that just, you should, uh, reach out to your other youth. And I think that you guys are doing a great initiative right now with, uh, with everything that's going on. That's awesome. It's cool. I think that, uh, you know, from, from an older musician's perspective to see the ways that, uh, you guys can uh, connect and collaborate these days is, is, is great. Cause there's so much, I mean, in the midst of COVID, yes, it's so restricting, but that being said, I see you guys utilize ways to collaborate just online and just, you know, no matter what's happening. So I think it's, it's cool to see, because it used to just be that, you know, if, if you didn't meet somebody in person at a jam or whatever, you know, you, that you never made that connection, but now you connect, you can connect with people like just so much easier. So uh, I see you guys utilizing that. That's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, Kate, what are some of your favorite shows that you have had uh, in, you know, in your career? Oh my gosh, I have so many. This is ridiculous. So um, there's been a lot of great shows. Uh, there's been a lot of kind of iffy shows. But um, my favorite show, I, I play with a band called Sweetberry Wine. Um, and I sing with them and stuff. And we went out to Fernie for the Northern. Um, and it was my first time playing a show in like BC. It was insane. And uh, it blizzard. It like down. It was uh, insane. But we played for like the whole night. And uh, Cam, the, the keyboardist, had to go to work the next morning. So we slept for like an hour and then went back on the road. And uh, although it was kind of chaotic and insane, it was just playing with other musicians and, and having that energy. And that's something I, I adore is being on stage and uh, connecting with other people. Like solo shows are, are great and, and they definitely can feel and you can feel that in the motion and you can feel it with the audience, but I love playing with other people. And I don't know if that's selfish because I'm a singer, but. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, the, it's the energy that we all feel yeah. when, we, when we play with other people. It's, it's yeah, important. It, it's definitely important. Um, I got to play the Jack Singer uh, about two years ago for, uh, it was a Stampede show band and uh, the YCs were there. So it was all about celebrating our city. So I, I was able to go perform like three songs and, um, this is a weird, a weird story, but I, uh, I was supposed to wear heels for the night because I had this beautiful green, like, ball, it was beautiful, um, but I just couldn't stand and, and move and, and feel grounded, so I took off my heels and I, and I went on the Jack Singer stage with no shoes in a ball gown, and I had my ukulele, <laughs> and, like, there's photos of it, and I was like, why did I do that, but it's, it's, it's amazing how, how one, one act can, and can totally shift your evening, right, and, and uh, for pre-show rituals and stuff, like my my biggest pre-show ritual is listening to the song uh, "Party for Two by Shania Twain. It's an it's not the best song. It's the, probably one of her not the greatest. Um, <laughs> but I have to listen to it unless I unless I don't have a good show. And I know that it's placebo, but finding things that kind of give you that oh, well, I did this, I'm gonna have a great show. Like whether it be drinking a whole glass of water or like just brushing your teeth, just one tick that I found that if I do that, I'm guaranteed to have a good show. So that's my, my words of wisdom about that. Very cool. Very cool. An interesting point about traveling to BC. Is there other places in Canada that you've played 
and you've seen aspects of the music scene or the music industry that you would like to see adopted in Calgary? Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I got to play Canadian Music Week in Toronto, um, and that was absolutely insane. It was so amazing. And uh, they have a really, really heavy R&B scene there, which I don't think we have a huge artery to in Calgary, um, just due to the, the folk and roots and, and, and the kind of country we, we've grown as, as, a, as a music community. But um, I would love to see the, the rap artists. I'd love to see more like blues and more hip hop and stuff kind of find its way into our, our music scene. And um, yeah, it was just great. And I, I played uh, the Owl in Lethbridge, which is crazy because Lethbridge is such a small little place, but all the musicians know each other there as well. So that was really, really cool to see how everyone has a different kind of music scene, but it's very similar to ours. So yeah. Wow. It's it's important to, to go on the road and to see that, I think. I remember, uh, uh, you know, being a, a young musician and, and being really influenced by all the other bands that I saw in the different cities because you kind of go there and sometimes you get your ass kicked by another band and it's yeah. great for you, you know? Yeah. And so this is the way you can, you know, see different stuff and, and be inspired. So yeah. yeah, it's not as easy to go on the road these days, obviously, but um, you know, it was an important thing for me for sure. Yeah, it's it's def it's definitely important to like kind of uh, like you said before get your ass kicked. I remember I would do a lot of talent competitions, and uh, it's the same thing about rejection as like uh, th this person would go on before me and just blow everyone else out of the water, and you kind of have to celebrate that. Like we're all in this together, basically. Um, so celebrate your friends if, if they get a show. Like just say congratulations, and and that's the best you can do. Um, get really good at writing grants too because that is important. <laughs> Have you been successful with grants? Um, I've gotten a couple SOCAN grants. Uh, I got the Youth uh, Writer Award in 2018 for SOCAN, which was amazing. Um, they've given me travel grants, uh, like we said before, about going on tour and stuff. That's really important um, factor, not as successful. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, like the Juno Masterclass is coming up. So you know, just, just uh, apply for that. Alberta Music has some really, really good, uh, they have like a list of all the things that we can apply for right now. And same thing with CADA. Um, and SOCAN is doing artist uh, kind of, they're giving out very small grants of money to uh, musicians who've gotten X amount of royalties over the year. So it just, it just it's looking in and, and finding those resources because there is money to be, to be had, but you just have to search and it, it's grueling and awful, but it, yeah, it's totally worth it. They do make you work for it though. That's for sure. You know, so that process is, you know, it's an endeavor. I know. Yeah. It's, it's long nights of, of drinking coffee and eating Mars bars and, and just kind of hoping to get it in before the deadline. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, I'd like to ask, uh, what musicians inspired you when you were first starting out? Oh, wow. I remember in my bio, I had a love child of Carole King and Amy Winehouse because <laughs> my mom always had Carole King playing. She always had Joni Mitchell. Also, get into your parents' music because we don't talk about that enough. Yes, dad rock and yacht rock are definitely a, a type of genre, but it's all coming back. Like, I remember just being in like the kitchen with my mom and, and she would be listening to like the Beatles and all that good stuff, but she would also listen to kind of more obscure things like Kiki D and like just stuff that I, I never even thought about until I would listen to the song back on like my Spotify playlist and be like, how do I know this song? So that was definitely like the songstresses of like the seventies. Um, that was kind of my first thing 
when I started to find my brand and kind of create this artist that I am today was um, Joni Mitchell, Carol King, Carly Simon, just very of the acoustic kind of women who've poured their heart and soul into their songs. And Heartbreak is the best material. I mean, like, I hate saying that because I'm happy now. Um, I found a very wonderful boy, so I haven't been <laughs> writing as many songs as I should be. Um, but yeah, I, I just, it, it comes from real world experiences. And I found solace in my songwriting just because of the grueling teenage world that I was experiencing. So yeah, I mean, I mean, Aretha Franklin for sure. Like now I've kind of found the more R&B soul artists that just slay me with their music and their stories. So it's all about kind of figuring out what you want to sound like by who you already listen to, right? And that brings us to an interesting point as well. Has, do you feel like your songwriting has been influenced by those artists or what is your songwriting process like? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember uh, just starting to play with the boys that I play with and they're very funk, soul, rhythm and blues and stuff. And I'd hear a chord change or hear a chord pattern that someone was playing and I'd be like, I want that, I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> so it's just kind of finding that chord pattern and music theory does help. I mean, I uh, I did a RCM and stuff, which is, it's, it's, it helps, it's gonna be a pain in the butt to do it, but knowing your keys and knowing what chord and, and knowing the national number system, I think is a huge, huge, um, important thing because I remember if we're on stage and, and someone just does like a three or a two you know exactly which to hit and you know exactly where to go um, but yeah I think for me like I, I write all of my chords first and then I do like a weird scat vocalization over top of them that just sounds like trash but all of my phone is filled with those like like those kind of voice memos um, <laughs> But yeah, finding what works with you because um, everybody writes songs differently, right? So I uh, I like to steal phrases from my friends. Um, there's one song that I that I wrote and it was, one of the lines is third light post on the left next to that old rundown church. And I was like, that's beautiful. I was driving her home and she said that and I was like, well, I'm stealing that now. So, and then I wrote a song about it. So just, yeah, like I said before, keep your phone notes are your, are your best friend, especially during this time. And if you're in the shower or if you're walking down the street and you have like a, a quick melody in your head, make sure you get that down because it'll be gone in a second. I totally yeah, understand that. <laughs> Kate, are you mostly writing on the ukulele these days? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I've, I've been writing all over the place. I've been trying to get some co-writes in, but, you know, due to the current circumstances, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, Skype rights are, are fun, but they have that delay, so it's kind of like on the news where they're like, now we're back to this person, and it's like a quick blip. So I've been writing on, a, I have my baritone uke right there. Um, I have my mandolin, uh, the, the soprano uke, and then one of my... Uh, I was in the my I was in a band when I was like 18 um and that was a really good start too and uh he gave one of my uh, bandmates gave me a I don't know if you can really see it's like a a white it's a podcast oh my god anyway, it's a white <laughs> uh, like squire that the back is all ripped open and it was from frog fest like five years ago so it's covered in mud still so she has a story, um, but I've been trying to write on the uke just because um I use a lot of weird different jazz chords when I play um that aren't usually kind of native to the ukulele so it's been really cool to explore that and find weird chords to make me sound a little bit like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but also and go ahead Maddie sorry um, I was just gonna say what uh, 
like what are what are you up to these days i know like as artists there's not really much we can do but uh, are you mostly writing are you recording at home at all or um are you I, yeah what what are you doing to keep yourself busy musically um yeah i've been teaching a lot online um i find that it's so much fun to just kind of have like even an hour a day where I talk to a student. I'm a huge vocal nerd. So I love the kind of intricacies and like why it's doing what it's doing. So uh, I've been teaching, um, I built a home studio uh, just cause um, for school, I'm in the radio program at SAIT. So I need to be able to voice commercials. I need to be able to like voice for clients and stuff. So I made that whole closet into a soundproof box. Um, much to the dismay of my mom, I drilled into the wall and you know, I. I've set up some shelves and, and kind of made the space my own. Um, just due to the pandemic, all of my family is home again. So we're all living under the same roof and it's it's great to have a place to be. And um, yeah, I mean, I've just been trying to write a lot. Um, I was doing a thing where um, I was learning a song a day. I was going through one of my old real books and the real book is like for jazz and stuff. It's one of the green thick ones um, and they have all chords on them. So I was trying to learn a new song a day just to keep my creativeness flowing, I guess. Um, and yeah, writing poems and stuff, stuff that I would do when I was a little bit younger that I just didn't have the time to or, or anything like that. But I feel like as musicians, we've been gifted a, a lot of time, but you don't have to do anything right now. Like don't feel pressure to write the next album, to, to write 15 different songs, to plan your tour. Um, it's okay to just relax for a second. And I think that, I, I know myself that I've been kind of going squirrely, kind of figuring out, okay, I need to be doing this and this and this and applying this um, when we can just relax. I mean, what are we going to do? What's You're right. It's, and it's hard. It's really hard to let that go. And I found that too, after 20 years of just like, you know, trying to survive, not, you know, but you're always trying to be ahead and it, it gives you a stress that you don't know about. And yeah. then, and then when, when it's taken out of your hands, I, I think that it really kind of helps feed our creativity and we're back to like, you know, um, finding out the things that we love about music in the first place and not getting caught, caught up so much in the rat race of our careers, yeah. you know, and, and I think I, I totally feel that too. I think you're got a really good point there because it's, it's important for us to just kind of chill too. And, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, not be so frantic. Yeah. And, and that's something like, I know that when I first started, I was so proud. I was like, I was probably 16 and I was playing a show almost every weekend and I was just like showing off to my friends and saying how cool is this and now um, as a 20 year old I'm looking back and be like god I wish I was that busy um, <laughs> and just just uh, kind of appreciate the stress because uh, the stress means opportunity you know so. that's true that's true yeah I'm sure we'll all get you know be happy to get back to it in some capacity oh yeah I was actually wondering about um, what would you be your best advice for young artists looking to promote and market their released music? Because I've noticed on Spotify, especially your new single, Meant For Me, has reached some success. And I think we'd love to hear kind of your process for... Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that right now we are all our own marketing assistant, uh, just because, you know, it's really easy to, to find your brand and find a cohesive platform. My platform of choice is Instagram. Um, I adore it. I think there's so many things we can do with it. I'm just getting into TikTok now. I am 20. I feel very old on the app. Um, but I think there's so many different platforms. And uh, like I said before, figuring out your color scheme for your brand, figuring out 
um, target audiences, giving that target audience a name and like creating a person. Um, I, I took a, a course in Toronto for about four, three months. Um, and that was one of the exercises they had us do. And I think it's so helpful um, of kind of figuring out who listens to your music and, and, and kind of promoting to that. And Instagram is great um, for the insights pack that it gives you. Um, it shows you who's watching you, who's following you, um, why they're following you, like just all that kind of stuff, what time you should be posting at. So pay attention to your numbers. I think that's a really, really big thing. Um, and for Spotify, Spotify has amazing tools um, when it comes to promoting your music. When you upload your song, um, it'll ask you, hey, what does this sound like? Is this upbeat? Is this fun? Is this a summer song? And you type that in and then it'll put you on playlists. Um, whether it be an editorial playlist, um, that's the one that I got on. I got on an editorial playlist for Spotify Sweden. Um, so all of my followers, all of my listeners are out in Sweden or Denmark or Germany um, or Stockholm. Like it's just, it's the craziest place. And I can't pronounce any of the cities that are listening to me, but it's all Spotify. And, and I think that that's so important to look at those numbers. And I know that I shouldn't be posting at like nine o'clock in the morning because it'll be a different time over there. It'll be like one in the morning there. So thinking about uh, taking that to account, if, if you have followers in Toronto, or if you have followers in, in the States, remember that they're two hours ahead. Like it's, it's my, my weird PR brain loves this stuff. Like I love statistics. So it's a, uh, it's really cool to, to meld those numbers with your career. And, and as an artist, um, don't be afraid to promote yourself. I mean, like I know when I released my first ever single, I posted about it the day before, which is, which is a bad idea. Don't do that. Pro like three weeks in advance, at least. Um, because I was just embarrassed. I was like, well, I don't want to ask anybody to listen or, or, or vote for me or anything. Don't like, don't worry. Like, get over that. <laughs> so that's something that I would tell my younger self for sure, which is kind of be, don't worry about asking people to come to your shows. Don't worry about buying your merch. Don't give stuff away for free. Um, this goes to like CDs and this goes for stickers. This goes for t-shirts. If you think that that's going to establish you a great connection because they have your merch on, do it. If it's your pal who says, Hey, I, I can come to your show, but I can't buy your t-shirt, but I really want one say that's all cool you can buy it when your next paycheck comes in um and yeah like yeah promotion is, is so so big and um yeah i think that's my like i could talk about instagram and facebook analytics for like hours it's awful so but that's some great advice especially for young artists or young artists that are about to record and yeah. they want some insight on how to get their music out there mm -hmm. right and, and they and they can get ahead of it now with, with you know, thinking about that and, and being, you know, ahead of the game. And another fun hack, um, when I released Right Choice, uh, I released it off of the platform TuneCore. So there's like DistroKid, TuneCore, CD Baby, a lot of great places you can release from. Um, I chose TuneCore and I still do. I love them. They're, they're amazing. But the thing is, if you upload it, it takes at least three or four days for it to actually get out on all the major platforms. Mm -hmm. So while it could be released on your release date on Bandcamp, it might not be released on Spotify. So keep that in your brain um, when you're releasing your songs to just say, hey, I know that this is going to take a three day lag. I'm going to upload it today. So on my release date on Friday, it'll be all uploaded on all of my platforms. Um, because that's kind of embarrassing when you're like, hey, it's out just on one platform, though. So 
just just keep it in your brain and uh and yeah like just 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 um it's it's weird stuff because like nobody tells you this stuff so right. I want to make sure that everyone does the stuff that I did or didn't do. No, Kate, this is perfect. And this is exactly the kind of stuff I think that we were hoping to get on the like on this podcast from doing stuff like this. And you know, it helps people kind of like, you know, save time, not make some mistakes. And just little insights like that are 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 huge. So TuneCore and like is the same as DistroKid and they're just the, you know just different yeah, platforms for that they're, they're the same platform kind of um cd baby is great i've never used it um but yeah TuneCore it, it targets all of your major platforms it tells you where you want to release it on you can click off the box for which one um i think there's a subscription fee but there's going to be a subscription fee anywhere like you can't just right. release it and, and not pay any money which sucks but um it's super important to think about when you're thinking about doing your budget for your album release or for your ep release um Take into account the, you, if you've got a grant, make sure you write down what you've been using your money for. Keep your receipts um, when taxes come, because that's awful to do it in 10 days and, and be like, why can't I write off this? You, you know, it's anyway. Um, but yeah, just small stuff like that. Um, what's another fun hack for releasing your songs? Um, I think for me personally, um, I like to release all of my stuff on a Friday because you have a better chance of getting on the new music Friday playlists, which are super, super important. Um, and, and tell your friends to add you on your playlists. Like as soon as you release your song, say, Hey, like share on your story, release uh, my music, uh, I put my music on your playlist because then Spotify or Apple music sees that there's interaction. It sees that people want to free saving is a huge, huge deal. Um, you can set up on TuneCore or DistroKid. Uh, sorry, sorry, Kate, what did you say? What's a huge deal? Uh, Pre-saving. So uh, I don't know if you've, uh, Aaron Pollock is a great example of this. He's releasing a song on Friday. So he asks all of his friends to go pre-save the link on, on like Apple Music or Spotify. So on Friday, it'll immediately download to your phone, um, which is very, very smart because then Spotify or Apple Music sees that it has the interaction. It says, oh, people are excited about this song. So that's a big deal. So just, yeah, like, like learn from other people as well. Like there's other local artists who are releasing a lot of music right now. Um, Mariah Stokes is a great uh, kind of idol of mine for how she's doing right now. Um, and yeah, the country music scene is kind of killing it right now with, uh, with marketing and promotion. Uh, so, yeah. And there's a lot of great young artists in country right now, actually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, we can look at uh, Liz. She's great. She's uh, she just released a song called Summertime. She worked with um, a promoter and like a graphic designer called Not Your Designer. Um, and that's Juliana Lane. I think that's her company. Um, so yeah, it's just and then I think that hiring a graphic designer is very important. If you if you don't want to do it yourself, find someone to do the graphics for you for your art, find someone who you trust, if, if it's someone from school or, or someone, even a student from ACAD, like, or AU Arts or, or whatever it's called now. Um, I mean, they have that kind of eye, right? And then you can base all of your branding over your album art, which I think is very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the cohesion there. Yeah, really good points, Kate. Well, you have such great insights. I, you know, we really appreciate you sharing that with us. because some awesome advice. Yeah, well, you know. I appreciate it. And this is stuff that, you know, you know, nobody taught you specifically. You gathered it all together in, throughout your experience. So it's really wonderful that you'd share that with our with you know, people listening. No. Where can, where can, okay, where can we find you? Where can we find all your music and all? And, and you know, what, what's coming up for you that, that you can help, that you can promote? 
Um, you can find me at Kate Stevens. Uh, I'm Kate Stevens Music on Facebook, Kate Stevens Official on Instagram. Um, I'm on Spotify, Instagram, I mean, Apple, anywhere you consume your music, I'll be there. Um, <laughs> I am a part of the AB Spotlight coming up. We're releasing three new videos, two new songs. Um, so those will be on YouTube probably this week, maybe next week, if Alberta Music gives me my date. Um, cool. And just on that note, did you, so did you just record that all at home yourself? We did it at OCL, actually. So oh, okay. Pam, my keyboard player, and uh, Kyle, my bass player, we, uh, Kyle, uh, set up a, a quick session at OCL. We just used the space. And um, I got my friend to record the whole thing. Uh, my boyfriend took photos of us to get some promo stuff. Um, so it was all very low budget. Um, but Cam recorded the whole thing. Uh, he brought his laptop. He's a great sound engineer. I'm going to sing his praises for the rest of time. Um, but yeah, like that was a, a quick, fast, easy thing. And I think as an artist, um, having visual media is very key. Um, and posting for a reason. We can talk about this too, about how having photos, professional photos are very, very important. Um, usually photographers will do 25 photos for like a hundred bucks, which is like, it seems steep, but it's an investment, right? Like you're, you're, you're kind of investing in some great photos for your band, um, some great photos for you, uh, filming a video. It doesn't have to be a music video, just something live off the floor that people can find and that people, um, if you're applying for a grant, then they can say, hey, we like their music. Um, if you don't have anything released, that's very important. So yeah, I think visual media is super key. And yeah, not, not just posting, like for posting, I think you can use your story for that. I love Instagram stories. And um, when you're using your Instagram stories, your, um, your feed will get more attention because Instagram sees that you're active every single day and uh, it'll push you on top of the algorithm. So use your stories correctly. Whether it be like, this is my cup of coffee in the morning, just, just do it. You know, Kate, it occurred to me that we might have to have you back on this just with more of like a social media specific chat, just cause you seem to like, you know, you have such a great knowledge there. And uh, I mean, I know I could learn a lot from you too, but I bet you a lot of people would really get a lot out of something just that specific. Hey, Maddie, what do you think? Something like yeah. that we should maybe. I would, I would love to. I, I mean, like, that's kind of like being an artist, um, playing shows is amazing and writing songs, but no one's going to hear you if they don't know about you. So right. that's a very important part of your, of your art is marketing and uh, branding. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's an awesome advice. Thank you so much, Kate. No, thank you, you for having me. This is great. It's been awesome. I, you know, we could go on for a long time. I, I think that, um, you know, unless Maddie, do you have any more questions for Kate at all right now? No, not specifically. No? Do you? No, I think, I think that, oh man, I've really enjoyed this and I've learned a lot from you, Kate. Come, please come back and let's do something. Yeah. Let's do something specific like that too. And, and um, yeah, let's do this again. I would love to. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, take care of yourself and um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk very soon. Thanks so much. Awesome. Guys. All right. Bye guys. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs>